health, parenting, finance, travel, and home improvement. This is the Suburban Folk Podcast. Welcome to the Suburban Folk Podcast. I'm Greg Rodersheimer, your host. Today, we're going to focus in on parenting. Specifically, we've brought a guest back to the show, Drew Vernon. He is the marketing director for the toy company Tony's. And Tony's is an imagination-building, screen-free, digital listening experience that plays stories, songs, and more. He was in the show back in January, and after we spoke... I clearly was having trouble figuring out how the creative Tonys in particular work as Drew was walking me through that. He was nice enough to let me get a Tony box and introduce it to my children. And let me say that from that time around January, they've had a ball, especially with those creative Tonys where they can record themselves and play it on the Tony box, as well as what we mentioned in that episode a lot of familiar characters from Disney, all the familiar faces that you would think of to more traditional stories. Uh, actually Pinocchio, although believe it or not, Pinocchio was a character before <laughs> Disney uh, as well as other things. And I know there's been a lot of expansion since then. So I'm really excited, Drew, that you were able to join me back on the show. Do you want to go ahead and give us an update since that time at the beginning of the year? I know it's probably been very busy for you from what I've seen. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me back on the show, Greg. It, it's great to see you again. I really enjoyed our conversation last time. Uh, so it, it's awesome to reconnect. Uh, you're right. It's been really busy for us this year. This is our first full year in the, in the U.S. market. So we have been really just trying to tell more parents and, and teachers about the Tony Box and, and uh, everything that it offers. Uh, meanwhile, we've been launching more and more characters, as you mentioned, uh, with a lot of uh, really well-known licenses. So we came out with Peppa Pig. Uh, we're coming out with Sesame Street this month, Elmo, Cookie Monster, Paw Patrol is coming, Mickey and Minnie are coming, Moana is coming, uh, Frozen 2. So uh, there's no shortage of new releases. Uh, but we've also had some partnership uh, announcements, which uh, we can get into a little bit more that uh, I'm also very excited about. Let's go ahead and recap just even the Tony box and the Tony's that go along with it. Again, I mentioned the creative Tony mainly because I was clearly struggling myself <laughs> with the description and understanding how much you could do with those creative Tonys. And I think, for example, you were really emphasizing that that's where a lot of the, the magic happens because you can literally have your kids record themselves or, for example, have their grandparents record themselves and then they can save that on the creative Tony and then put that onto the Tony box to play. Uh, and then going back to the licensed characters with the preloaded, if that's the right way to describe stories and songs that go along with them. And then also talk a little bit more as well about how the Tony box works specifically for that age range of three to five for example, it's not a tablet that's going to immediately break <laughs> because it's a young toddler that breaks everything else that they get their hands on. Sure. Uh, yeah. So uh, I apologize. I should back up. A Tony box is uh, really a creation of a couple of dads in Germany. A few years back, they met on the board of a preschool together uh, and they really wanted to update kind of the CD player technology and create something that was figure based uh, and something that young children as young as three could operate on their own without adult supervision. So that's where the Tony box kind of was born. 
Uh, you put the Tonys on the box. They're magnetic. They have RFID chip inside. Uh, it will actually download the content onto the box itself. Uh, once it does that, it becomes a completely disconnectable experience. So you can take it in the car. You can take it to a friend's house. Um, but that's the basic premise. It's a it's a storyteller for kids, a song player for kids, and importantly, it's screen free, so they don't have to stare at a screen uh, while they listen to the content. Uh, as you mentioned, it, it's got two types of Tonys. One is the content Tony that comes preloaded with songs and stories from all of your favorite characters, uh, Disney, you know, storybook ca- uh, favorites, uh, Peppa Pig, and, and such. And then you mentioned the creative Tonys, which is kind of the other side of it, the blank canvas, so to speak where a child can write their own songs, their own stories, and they can record up to 90 minutes of their own content uh, and play it back whenever they like. Uh, and and I think you mentioned as well, grandparents and parents really love that too because they can read a favorite bedtime story. They can uh, upload it from their phone onto the figure in a matter of seconds. And uh, you know, the next time the child puts it on the box, they're going to be hearing a message or story from a loved one. Something else that I noticed as a feature with the creative Tony's at least the last time I logged into this part of the app, there are also additional stories that are read from, I'm assuming, authors, other sources that you can also upload onto the Creative Tony as it continues to come out. So in other words, it's almost like your own downloadable library above and beyond even what you're recording through your phone. Yeah, exactly. So you can you can put any type of audio content on to a Creative Tony, your own MP3 files, WAV files, uh, or uh, you can also download our original and licensed digital content. Um, you can put those on the Creative Tonys as well. Yeah, so I thought that was a uh, was a really cool extra that you know you can continue to put the different things on there and not even necessarily just if if you're not being creative let's say (laughs) you can't figure out what you want to record on your own there are ever-changing stories and songs that can also be put on it uh as well so you mentioned uh some of the happenings that are going on as far as well i would assume from a marketing standpoint making sure that people continue to know the brand and what all is going on i will say that I guess it wasn't long after uh, we first chatted that there was a special episode of Ellen where Tony's were featured. And I know that was the beginning of the year. Um, Talk about basically where you've gone from there and what you're looking forward to. Yeah, sure. So yeah, it was great. Uh, We were a part of Ellen's kind of 12 days of Christmas or 12 days of giveaways. Uh, And, you know, we were able to get onto the view uh, Whoopi loved us uh, on the View, so we we've kind of been uh, getting the story out in a very similar way um, in, in terms of our messaging. Um, I mentioned the partnerships earlier. We've had a couple of key kind of partnerships that we've come out with this year. The first of which was with Go Noodle, which is really well known in the uh, elementary school system for providing uh, you know action oriented content and uh, mindfulness content. And we actually partnered with them on a mindfulness. Tony, where we're able to take uh, their great content and take it off of the screen and uh, allow, you know, parents and teachers to provide, you know, a resetting activity for for children uh, to focus on, you know, uh, being present and and being mindful. So that was a really great partnership. Uh, More recently, we just partnered with LeVar Burton, uh, who was kind of a childhood hero of mine uh, from his work on PBS uh, as the host of Reading Rainbow. Uh, And so as I was kind of thinking about people who represented the same core values as Tony's, uh, it made sense for us to uh, approach him. And and fortunately, he left the product and and he agreed to come on as our brand ambassador 
And we've actually just recently launched uh, a Tony of him uh, reading his book called The Rhino Who Swallowed a Storm. I'm glad that you confirmed for me that LeVar Burton is from reading Rainbow fame because I was 99% sure that was the case, but uh, had just enough doubt that I wanted you to confirm that for me. So yeah, that's exactly what I recall his background being. Uh, I don't know if I'm familiar with his children's book. I'll have to go check it out. Uh, Is it something that was featured on reading Rainbow back way back when? You know, the the story behind the book is actually really interesting. Um, and it was like amazing to, to kind of hear him recount this in person. Um, but, you know, he was personal friends with Mr. Rogers um, going back to, you know, both of their work on PBS. And uh, there was a specific event that happened, I think, back in 2012 or 2013. It was like a school shooting or, or something that was really weighing heavy on LeVar um, and just dealing with it. And, you know, he was thinking to himself, you know, if Mr. Rogers were here, he would know exactly what to say uh, to tell, you know, the children of America how, how to cope and how to deal. And, and he thought, you know, Mr. Rogers, uh, unfortunately, has passed. I'm going to give it a shot. So the book is actually about teaching social and emotional well-being uh, and developing skills around uh, difficult circumstances. And so it's actually a really touching read. And, and we're really, you know, glad to have it on to the Tony. Uh, we've also developed some additional uh, original content with him uh, to further explore social and emotional development for chi- for children. Very cool. Is the original content, again, I'm using our last chat as my bookmark, I guess, so to speak. It, it, was that something that was already being developed at the beginning of this year, or is that somewhat new with his partnership. So we announced the partnership back in July. So this would have been after we had spoken. Uh, and then we put together the the additional content. So we have a really great uh, kind of in-house production team uh, content uh, wise. And so they put that together and uh, recorded with him. And uh, we actually just launched it this month. We're saying like, let's say, for example, if there's songs that you can download through the app, are these songs that were people that are hired by Tony's that they write them and then record them? Or let's say, are they already out there somewhere and then you, you bring them in house, so to speak, to be uh, included in a, a certain Tony? Yeah. So it really kind of varies Tony by Tony. Sometimes with our licensed partnerships, we'll, uh, we'll get uh, existing content and we'll just put it onto a Tony. That's kind of the easiest way to launch a Tony is just to use the, uh, the existing content. Sometimes it's a kind of a co-creation. So with Sesame Street, for example, we, you know, worked with Sesame Street with the the voice talent for Elmo and Cookie Monster. And we created our own content that is kind of never before heard uh, on the TV show or any or elsewhere. It's, it's completely original to Tony's, but using, you know, the actual voice talent for the, the characters. And then, of course, I guess the question I have to ask as you go through the different TV shows that uh, it's been featured on, as well as the partnerships and so on, do you get to talk to all of these uh, folks that ultimately come on? That sounds like that would be a pretty cool part of the job. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Uh, you know, I was I was pretty uh, heavily involved with the, the VAR production uh, for some of the other ones. Uh, not so much myself. Uh, I'm more on the marketing side. And the education side, uh, but we have a really great content team uh, that interfaces uh, more closely with the voice talent. 
Heck, can you give us any previews beyond the ones you've already mentioned? I think I heard you say Moana's on the way. You said Peppa Pig, which uh, you're speaking my daughter's language right there <laughs> with that one. So I might have to earmark that for a Christmas gift. But uh, uh, any other collaborations that are coming? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we have uh, Moana, as I mentioned, a few other Disney characters. Uh, I believe we've got Buzz Lightyear coming, uh, Beauty and the Beast uh, we're also launching a collaboration with National Geographic, uh, so that's getting into nonfiction content, which is really great, especially uh, for older kids as well. Uh, and then we've got Paw Patrol uh, as well, which I think I might have mentioned. So those are just a few of the ones to come uh, later this year. Jumping back into some of the additional uses, or I guess even using myself as a testimonial for the way that we've used the product I don't know that we got into travel uh, that much the last time we chatted, but uh, something that I w- would say has has been nice for us is actually easily being able to collect the Tony box as well as the, the Tonys that we have cuts down on screen time because, Hey, when you're in a car, you do whatever you can to keep your kids <laughs> occupied until you get to where you're trying to go. Uh, but we found that to be a, a really nice alternative uh, for travel any other uh, areas that maybe people wouldn't necessarily think of for these stories again even not necessarily just to cut down screen time but where other products may not be as convenient let's say to to use in a certain setting i think travel is a a really great example you know this can go in the car this go on airplane Uh, there's a standard headphone jack so they can listen through you know either their own headphones or the tony's headphones um so that's a great one uh, we're finding a lot of success in classrooms as well. So we have kind of a, a, a separate initiative uh, from our main one, which is called Tony's for Teachers, which is uh, showing teachers how to use a Tony box in their classroom. Uh, and that can be for both content Tony's, you know, playing stories, uh, as well as the creative Tony's. Um, you know, a lot of teachers are recording their own kind of messages. Like if you have a, if you want to do like a cleanup song or uh, something like that, um, or your own kind of action songs, you can record that as a teacher onto a creative Tony and it actually becomes a tool to use in the classroom because instead of, you know, repeating yourself over and over and over again on, on common instructions, you can record it once on a creative Tony and then just direct a child to, to use the, the Tony box to, guide them through their next activity for the day i actually just got done with uh, my son's soccer practice and uh, i probably could have used something that didn't require me to repeat myself over and over again <laughs> probably not the best use being uh, in the middle of a soccer field but uh, i can certainly see it for the for the teachers I, I know we talked about this in january and gosh i guess we're almost in the same boat now in September than we were then as far as some of the potential virtual. I mean, more people are in classrooms, which is great, uh, but there are definitely stories already coming out of uh, schools that are having uh, more quarantines and, you know, potential for hybrid and or virtual. How has that looked from your perspective through the beginning of the year to now? Yeah, it's a huge topic for me, you know, more I talk to teachers and, you know, I've been to a few uh, conferences, you know, um, showing Tony's to teachers and and based on my conversations with them, it's really touchy right now because uh, on the one hand, you have a very serious, you know, situation with the pandemic and the, you know, Delta variant, uh, and we want to keep our kids safe. But on the other hand, uh, I'm coming more and more to believe that, you know, virtual learning 
uh, has some serious drawbacks in the social, emotional, and and even intellectual uh, development of children. Um, so, you know, I, I think you know, not to get too far on a tangent, that that that's a concern for me. I, I think you know, as I put it in a Tony Box setting, is if we can offer one more tool to a parent or one more tool to a teacher to facilitate instruction and learning without a screen, then I'm all for that. So, you know, a teacher could, you know, use Tony's uh, even remotely where they're putting, you know, daily instructions onto the figure. And and then the child, you know, instead of having to go through mom and, and dad and their emails from the teacher, they can actually just put a creative Tony on their Tony box from home and get the daily message from their teacher back at school. So there are a lot of applications uh, where we can use Tony's uh, to facilitate learning remotely. Yeah, I think you're spot on as far as being very clear. If any, I would challenge anybody that thought virtual school was going to replace, uh, that's probably not even the right way to say, because I don't think anybody would say that uh, for the classroom setting. Certainly uh, there are challenges that I don't think um, anybody overcame from being out of the classroom completely, but from the standpoint of having whatever tools are available to make things as easy and effective, I guess would be the right word, um, as it can be as we continue to, to bounce back and forth. Uh, I would assume, if to say the very least, that probably gives you some, some meaning and a mission uh, in that realm of the school world. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, we'll be able to kind of uh, overcome the the pandemic. Uh, in the meantime, we've we've got to make do and and uh, do the best we can for our kids. I can't help but talk about screen time in general and Tony's and and when we talked a lot about that, uh, of course, with my introduction to the product. I'm curious: is there anything from a data collection standpoint that shows as the product continues to be adopted, especially in the U.S., um, I, even numbers, let's say, of, of reductions in screen time or, or just, I guess, testimonials from uh, people that have, that have purchased the product for, for their kids and, and what that's done to, again, get, remove them away from the, the detrimental uh, issues that can come with too much screen time? Yeah, it's an interesting question. It's it's one that I think about a lot. Uh, it, it's really tough to to gather uh, data um, qualitatively. We hear all the time from parents that you know they love their Tony Box. It takes their kids off the screens. You know, I saw recently. I think with the pandemic, like kids are, are um, using screens for six to ten hours a day, and I thought, gosh. That's terrible. Like you know, pre-pandemic, the recommendation was to have no more than an hour of screen time a day uh, for kids over two. And you know, as a parent, I generally adhered to that. Um, but then when COVID came, you know, our schedules got disrupted, and we were putting our kids more and more on screens, both uh, for remote learning, which we talked about, but also just to kind of keep them occupied. And I think you know, the more and more we do that, the the worse and worse it gets in terms of you know, giving our children a passive experience where they're staring at this, these blue lights turning into, you know, zombies. Um, and that's, you know, my terminology, not the technical terminology, but, um, you know, I notice a difference in my kids when they've been staring at a screen too long, it affects their behavior. Uh, I would prefer to give them, uh, a screen-free experience. You know, again, the content side is still a passive experience, but it puts the creative burden on 
you as the listener to visualize the story that you're hearing. So it's training your muscle in a way that a TV screen doesn't. On the other side, you've got the creative Tonys that's more of a blank canvas where you actually have to do the active work of being a creator and, and not a consumer. So I just love both sides of that proposition that, that take you away from that screen and give you an alternate uh, for engaging your kids in a way that you know won't turn them into zombies. Let's talk a little bit about the distribution side. Uh, I th- want to say at the beginning of the year, or, and I know they're available at Target, uh, I believe Amazon, keep me honest if that's incorrect, but how's that growth been as far as just accessibility to uh, the product for consumers? Yeah, I'd say that's growing. So when we last spoke, uh, you know, we had our direct consumer uh, website, Tony's.com, Amazon, we are sold there. Uh, this year it's really about expanding into brick and mortar retail. So in addition to being on Target.com, uh, we'll be in, you know, uh, your local Target store. This fall, we're getting into Best Buy, into some some regional uh, retailers as well. Uh, so we're becoming more and more available, and, and we're doing that with the intent of just reaching more parents and, and getting in front of more kids. Again, I'll go back to my intro. of <laughs> If people have my experience, there is definitely something to be said to touch and feel the Tony box itself to... You have it really completely sink in about what we're talking about uh, as far as the product and how it works. Um, so I think that'll be a really, really good thing and really th- nice thing to see. Plus, heck, I saw some of the displays again on uh, Ellen and, and the in the view and in those areas, and they look really nice. And I said, hey, I know I know what that is. So uh, again, I think they'll they'll make a nice end cap in in Target and anywhere else that they're available. Yeah, that's that's the goal. So we've talked about, I think, the near-term plans uh, as far as the partnerships and obviously the continuing expanding content. Can I prod you for long-term? Like, what's the what's the five-year plan or anything like that? Is is there kind of expansion of technology that you see? Is there expansion of the types of products? Yeah, I can't talk uh, in too many specifics, but I'll just share a little bit of my vision. Is you know I. Uh, I may have mentioned last time, you know, prior to coming to Tony, as I was with Lego, uh, somewhere along the line of being a, a marketer, I really kind of shifted my thinking um, because I saw the the impact that a you know, good toy has on a child. Um, I also started my own daycare. I saw a lot of kids coming in from different backgrounds, and I really started to think myself more of a, a child development advocate. And so, with that kind of lens in mind, I'm really looking for new and different ways to engage with children, to teach them, and to um, just empower them uh, with the tools they need to be creative, to be proactive, and to turn into functioning, contributing, you know, adults and happy adults. So that leads me to, uh, you know, want to explore ways to do that with adding different, you know, functionality to a Tony box to make it more interactive uh, to continue to to partner with the best license uh, partners to bring the best stories, uh, just really to focus on creating you know that imaginative world for the child. All right, I'm going to go way off topic because that's right. I, I think I might have forgotten about the the daycare experience. Can you talk about that even a little bit? Again, just completely separate from <laughs> the world of of toys for a minute. Uh, what are you seeing? And I guess even with your own family, as far as gosh shifts that have had to happen for that young age. Again, essentially, what your target market is, I think, for that three, four, five year old age, and and dare I say. Uh, hard to get workers to to 
continue to come in. I mean, it's in all industries, right? But it's definitely been in childcare as well. So as somebody that that's been in that world, what do you see for even what has been understood as basic daycare, childcare? And do you think that's going to shift or continue to shift, I guess? Yeah. I mean, it's such a complex issue because there's so many moving parts and, you know, uh, my daycare uh, experience was kind of pre-pandemic. So uh, I don't have direct firsthand experience, but I, I think a lot of it is just based in like uncertainty. My daughter's uh, preschool closed down for two months last year. And, you know, that leads you to have to find other ways to, to find daycare. Uh, I, I do know that a lot of our working ro- arrangements are, are more flexible now. Some of that's changed, um, but I think it's going to have a continuing impact on the education world probably for years to come. I, I think that's probably a pretty safe bet. And again, I'm just expanding that to the world of any way to help educators, childcare workers, and so on. Any, I guess even your neighbors when you consider, um, I, you know, I haven't heard as much about the learning pods and stuff uh, this year since the public schools and so on have uh, been able to open a little bit more than they have. But just across the board in the community, uh, I, I think there will be continued shifts and uh, any way that you can help your neighbor in your community will be uh, more than, than appreciated. <laughs> I could say as, 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 uh, as a parent of kids at that particular age. Well, Drew, before I let you go, here's a burning question of all the content that has been created so far. Do you have a particular favorite or again, any of these uh, things that are coming forward that you're looking the most excited about? Absolutely. You know, the, the LeVar Burton project was, uh, you know, kind of a passion project for me. So uh, I'm a little biased towards that, but I, I think, you know, we have so many great Tonys. Another favorite of mine is the, the cars, Tony. Uh, and that actually uh, ties back to a personal story as well. So uh, when I was in college, I was actually a tour guide uh, and uh, in uh, Utah, Arizona, and Nevada. And one of my stops on my tours uh, was the town that Radiator Springs from the movie Cars was based on. Uh, so for that reason, uh, I'm a fan of the Cars, Tony. Cool. Well, like I said, uh, uh, we have our eye on the Peppa Pig, Tony, because my daughter watches, well, frankly, way more than she probably should <laughs> for, for Peppa Pig. But I guess there's worse things out there for, for her to get into. So I think she'll be pretty excited uh, that that's out there and available. W- one other thing I, I want to mention, too, again, I don't think we highlighted the first time around is the characters themselves are also fun just to display. I mean, again, where we have it is on her bookshelf uh, with all of the Tonys in front there. And, you know, she's been known to even just take those and play with them as action figures, you know, in and of themselves before she actually puts them on to play the the stories and or the song. So um, sort of a dual purpose there as well uh, for other type of creative play, not just the the speakers themselves. So, um, well, Drew, I really appreciate you coming back on. And again, I have been following even before we got a chance to chat uh, all of the things that you have on LinkedIn and otherwise. Uh, so it sounds like everything is going really, really well. Um, I'm excited to see, you know, especially when we get towards the holidays this year, uh, just continued expansion. Uh, and, and of course, best of luck uh, as, as you continue to, to push forward. Before I let you go, do you want to go ahead and give folks information as far as the best place to find Tony's or any kind of contact information if they do have questions? 
Uh, yeah, sure. So as I mentioned, we're you know going to be available in Best Buy, Target uh, this fall, in addition to Amazon, Tony's.com. Uh, we do have uh, a promotion code for podcast listeners. If you go to Tony's.com and put in Tony Podcast um, in the uh, the checkout, you'll get 15% off a purchase uh, of a Tony box. Um, so your listeners can use that if they'd like. Uh, if you have questions, uh, we have a great uh, kind of customer happiness team uh, that can field your questions. Uh, their inbox is hello at Tony's.com or uh, you can actually call them to 877-MY-TONY. Very cool. And of course, I'll put all of the information into the show notes, especially that discount code, so people can take advantage of that. Again, Drew, I appreciate you coming back on the show, and we'll be in touch. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Greg. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or all other major podcasting applications to be notified of our latest episode. You can also join our conversation at suburbanfolk.com or any social media site, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the handle Suburban Folk. Thank you for listening to my daddy.